Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. Keisha, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. You are obviously one of my greatest friends here in Denver, but um, more, I just, I really want to bring you into this community because you are such an amazing just friend and human. One, you feel like you're talking to your best friend when you're talking to you, but you just have this way of making women feel just seen and heard and supported in a way that nobody ever has in my life. Um, so I'm so excited that you're here. I love you. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. This is going to be so fun. I'm this is going to be so much fun. You're in a really exciting phase in your life. You're newly pregnant. You're hosting this massive event in September where you're going to show up on stage 34 weeks pregnant, and you don't seem like you're scared at all. How is that possible? It's so interesting because, you know, when you're doing something for the first time, you don't have evidence to look back on and say, see, last time I did this thing, it worked out. So you're kind of in that like anchor building experience where you're like, this is the first time I got to work through this resistance. I got to remind myself that I'm capable. What's interesting about doing this event is now that it's our second time doing it, I have the first time that I can look back on. So this time does feel easier, but it feels even more important because you know, you and I talk about this all the time, but I believe like a core belief of mine is that if something's not being represented the way you think it should, it's because you're supposed to be the representation. And I have been to so many damn women's events and I have never seen someone who's super, super pregnant on stage. And I was gifted this vision of like, I just want to be really pregnant in front of hundreds of women, showing them like you can do whatever the hell you set your mind to. I want to be an example of what's possible. I know not everyone has that dream, but I really do. And so I think it's like, I have this internal knowing that I would have never been gifted the vision if I wasn't also gifted the resourcefulness. So like all the things that will come up along the way and all the support that I'll need, I'll just go find that. Like, I just believe that as like such a North star for me. And I believe that for every single person, like we don't have random visions that we can't make come to fruition. Maybe we don't have everything we need yet, but the keyword is yet. Like we figured it out as we go, you know, (laughs) you you are the, you're going to figure it out girl. And and I realized (laughs) that when I moved to Denver, I actually originally hired Keisha as a podcast coach because I'm really passionate about growing this podcast. 
And she was like the go-to podcast girl. And also her energy is just contagious. So I was like, I need to, I need to hire her. I need to get her energy in my world. But what was crazy is I was also moving to Denver. I'd moved to Denver maybe four months before Keisha did. Yeah. And you messaged me and you were like, Hey, what if we do this in person? And we met for coffee and like the rest was history. Now we're such good friends. But yeah. when I first started having conversations with Keisha, I was at a point in my life where I was like very, very down, but I'm also this forever optimistic mm-hmm. person, even though I didn't know what it was going to look like. And Keisha just had this full belief in me that I was going to figure it out and that I was going to do it. And I feel like you just with women in general, you really have that idea. But is that something that you always had? Like, were you always like that? Because there was one point in your life where you were working corporate, right? You were like yeah. sitting comfy with a salary and, and not doing these things. It's interesting because I think like the fragility of life is a huge driver for me. So you know this, but for those listening in, I've lost two friends at age 30. And then my husband lost his dad in July of 2021. And I think a lot of times we say that we want to do these things or we accidentally live our lives in accordance to somebody else's success criteria. And then we get to the end of our TBD amount of days here and we have coulda, woulda, shouldas or the things that we wish that we would have done, or we have resentment for other people because we lived their definition of success, not our own. And I, I learned really early on when I was in this great corporate job where I had great career trajectory and great income, and I still felt super uncomfortable. It wasn't like a lot of stories that you hear where someone had this back against the wall. They had to jump into entrepreneurship in order to make it work. Like that was never my story. I didn't have a back against the wall moment, but I did have this very visceral gut feeling that there was something that was more aligned for me. But because we become a byproduct of the expectations of our peer group, I felt super stuck because my now husband and all my closest girlfriends at the time, they were like, Keisha, this is just what we do. Like we climb the corporate ladder. Like you live for the weekends. Like that's just what everyone does. Like, why do you want to do something different? And I almost felt like I was the weird one because I had really big visions of things that I wanted to do. And it would just have me in these like very ugly cries where I would sit on my bathroom floor or my then boyfriend, now husband's apartment. And I would just cry. And I was like, something's wrong with me. Like, why can't I just be grateful for what I have? Like, this is so great. And in comparison to other people, like I, like I almost feel guilty that I want more, but there was always something very intuitively in me that I was like, I just don't think that I'm gifted this vision for no reason. And I just don't think that a future version of me is going to want me to live this predictable patterned life because it doesn't feel aligned. If it felt aligned, that's one thing. I, for one, don't think everyone should be entrepreneurs. I don't think everyone should move to five different cities like my husband and I did. I don't (laughs) think you have to do these crazy things, but I think you have to do what feels intuitively aligned for you, but we're not like giving ourselves the time to even think about that. So when someone like you, for example, when we first met comes to me and you're like, I've got this big vision with this podcast. I've got this big dream of what I want to do. I'm like, hell yes, because you have to be the first person that's brave enough to say it out loud because it's really yes. easy to put on yourself. But when you say it out loud to someone else and you know, it doesn't matter if it's entrepreneurship or if it's health goals or if it's in relationships, like a goal that you have, I'm like, if you have that, like you can figure it out. We just have to find the first step, you know? Yeah. It's meant for you. It's really taking the idea that like we look everything that's that we've done in our lives has served a purpose. But what it's really done is it's created this box for us that we feel like we have to live in or that we're meant to live in. And I know for me, my pivotal moment was understanding and recognizing that the box that was built for me wasn't meant for me. You know, I love the way that I grew up and I love my family, but my life was meant to look very, very different. 
And the more it sort of strayed away from the box that I was meant to be in, I, it gave me a lot of anxiety and stress. And I was scared to do all of these things because we're not taught to break out of that and like break away from that. What would you tell the women that feel like they're stuck in that box and they have to do it a certain way? Like first step of like actually doing what they want to do. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we see a lot of stimulus, like media and things out there of like jump and the net will appear, like chase your big dreams. And I'm like, uh, that sounds really scary to me as someone who's very comfortable with risk. Yeah. As in, I don't think that this pressure that we put on ourselves, that we have to find our one thing or that we have to ultimately change career paths is necessary. I think the first step is asking yourself, what can I do in the next 24 hours to move the needle forward on that vision? Maybe someone listening into this has the goal of wanting to run a marathon. Majority of people can't run a marathon tomorrow, but you can sign up for a marathon or you can decide that you're going to educate yourself on something, or you can reach out to that coach or mentor that can teach you the thing that you want to do. You can buy a ticket to that thing. You can do something that gives you that dopamine hit to feel like you're taking that first step. But honestly, I think if we get so caught up in wanting to find our one thing that we're passionate about or wanting to find the one way that we're going to show up for our health, it's like, you're going to evolve. So will your vision. So will your interests. So will your priorities. And I, for me, it's like, don't put that pressure on yourself. Everything that I've done, like from the entrepreneurship space, I started one thing and then I started my next thing on the side. And then that side thing became enough income or whatever that I could then replace that thing that was the original main thing. So I've just kind of done that and just tried things on for size on the side. And I've also really been a huge proponent whenever I'm talking to women, I'm like, okay, try that thing that you want to do that you're mildly curious about. Maybe it's a pottery class. Maybe it's a Zumba class. Maybe you've always wanted to go to a bar class, but you're telling yourself the story that you can't, whatever it is, go try that thing. And understand that success is the act of trying, not if you like it or if you don't. If you like it or you don't, that's feedback. If you like it, yeah. keep going. If you don't like it, then at least you know. And I think like, I just don't like all the pressure of like, I got to find my one thing. I got to find my one path. Like, yeah, it's the idea. And you really helped teach me this, that like when you fail, it's actually not failing right? You are one step closer to finding like what is meant for you. And also we've grew, we've grown up in this, you know, society where we feel like failure is this like end thing where that means we can't keep going in other directions and pivoting. And it's like, what if that is actually going to like skyrocket you forward? You know, if we use my example of when I moved to Denver, like my life outside looking in would have felt like such a failure you know, I moved to a city where I didn't know anybody. I was 34 years old, single, got, you know, divorced, uh, everything that checked off the list that I said I wouldn't do in my life. My, that would have been my idea of failure, but instead it was like, yeah, have I done things the right way? Probably not. But now I have such a clear vision on who I am as a person and what I want to do and who I want to be and how I want to show up in this world. So that's actually the most successful place I could be. Well, and it is the right way because like, if you really think about it and anyone listening into this, it's like, as much as it's so fun to feel like you're crushing it and it's like rainbows and butterflies and unicorns, you're like, yeah, I'm dominating in every aspect of my life. Like that sounds really fun. And when you're in seasons like that, which we will all have seasons like that, where we do feel like we're winning sometimes, um, savor it. 
but I've never learned anything when I'm actually crushing it. You know, like it's like when you fall down, that's when you get to build the grit and resilience and like believe in your ability to be resourceful and build up your confidence to get back up. It's not when it's just your smooth sailing, even though we think that we want that. And it's funny because you'll you'll get this and you probably get this in your DMs too, Katie, but I'll often have people say to me like, I wish I had like your excitement and your happiness all the time. I just want to be as happy as you are. And I'm like, girl, I have the full human spectrum of emotions. Like I want the highs and I actually want the contrasting lows to teach me things, but also to give me the contrast so that the highs are even more fulfilling. And it's like the reason probably, and you and I have talked about this, but like the reason that you are also probably feeling so proud of yourself right now is because you know what a shit show it felt like when you first moved here and you know how hard it was. And it's like, if it wasn't so hard, you wouldn't feel as fulfilled and proud of yourself now from just navigating through that to know you have evolved so much. So to the woman listening into this, it's like, it's easy to look at how far you have until you get where you want to go. But like, let's not forget to look back for a second and see that like you had things happen that when they came up, you were like, how the hell am I going to figure this out? And here you are on the other side, often even better because of it. You did. Yeah. And I love the honesty around the idea of that. Most of the people that you think are like wildly successful or wildly happy all the time also have the full spectrum of emotions. And in their most successful phase where you're looking at them, like, how did they do that? They're probably, probably questioned their self a million times over or had to figure something out or be resourceful. I mean, you're in a season right now where you and your husband had learned, you're learned real estate and you're still learning. We were talking about it before this, of all the things that you're learning and you're really open and honest about it, which I think is cool because I think we have this idea as women that in order to be successful with our, like, let's say health specifically for this podcast, everything has to be perfect, right? The 80, 20 doesn't exist. It's either 0% or a hundred percent, but we really translate that into every aspect of our life. And it only holds us back. Yeah. Well, I think it's like the power that we have is that as humans, we're meaning creating machines. So if every event or every action that we take, we'll use this as a health example. If everything, every meal choice that you make is an action, like you get to create the meaning of that. You created this idea of good or bad. You created this idea of I'm making progress or I'm regressing. Like you're creating this. I think there's so much power in understanding that we are the thinker of our thoughts and that our thoughts drive our emotions, which in in turn drive our behaviors and our entire perspective on the world at large. So it's like, if you want to feel better, there's a lot of things you can do, obviously, but it's also like, can we just take inventory of the thoughts that you're thinking and see if those thoughts are conducive and supportive towards the person that you want to become? Mm -hmm. Because if they're not, like, we need to work on that part first, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I'll I'll use the example all the time. Keisha and I talk about the fact that we're not like super woo woo. Like we have a little bit of that, but we also need some really like tangible things to do. But like, let's talk about the idea of energy just in general. As human beings, everything is an energy. And if you are thinking about the woman that you want to be in one year and you want to be really confident and vibrant and you don't want to be scared of things anymore and you want to be able to show up in this world for the people around you, if that's the vision that you have, but yet you're always shaming and guilting and fearing yourself, those two energies will never connect or meet up. At Mm -hmm. some point, if you want to become that person, you have to start to shift away from those old beliefs that are holding you back. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes back to the pressure. Like it's interesting because there's this whole like affirmation space, which I think is really powerful, but also can be misused because 
Again, if you're the thinker of your thoughts, you have to actually believe that they're true. And sometimes women, I'm sure come to you that are in a state where they would actually say these words of like, I hate my body or like horrible things about themselves that you would never want to say to a daughter of yours, right? Or your little niece or something. Hurtful. And so it's like, but then we're telling them you, you need to go from that place all the way to like, I'm Beyonce. Like I, you know, like this <laughs> thought that they don't necessarily believe to be true yet. Keyword yet. Anyone can get there. But sometimes I think it's like even just the pressure of the thoughts that it's asking yourself, like, can I move to a more neutral thought if I'm not ready to be in that positive affirmation yet? Right. Like if you're driving a stick shift car, I love to think of it this way. We're like, if you're driving a stick shift car on the freeway and you're saying a bunch of crap about yourself and about your body and about your health overall, it's like you're driving in reverse which feels very dangerous. And it's definitely 100% guaranteed not going to get you where you want to go if where you're going is ahead of you. Don't recommend Uh, it. It's like, instead of trying to go from reverse to full speed ahead in the carpool lane, it's like, can we just pop it into a more neutral state where you're like, I'm proud of myself that I'm growing. I'm proud of myself that I'm learning. I'm proud of myself that I'm working on more positive self-talk, like something that you can actually believe and you can recognize, like, this is something I can feel proud of myself for in this exact moment. That's going to build the confidence. So then you can become the person that believes that in your dreams, believes in the body that you want, whatever it is, you know? Keisha, I'm kind of obsessed with that analogy. I might use it. Like, that's a really good way to look at it, right? We're we're setting these massive expectations that we're just going to completely shift the way that we've thought for our whole entire life. And it's like, what is just like the one first step is like, let's get to more of a neutral state. Yeah. Well, and I just like, I, I care. And I know you care so much about women that are in your community, just like I do, where it's like, gosh, like you're the only person that you're going to spend every single second with of every single day for the rest of your life. That is the only guarantee. Mm -hmm. And so often we're putting, you know, ourselves and our energy into everybody else. But it's like throughout the day, if you just started by like taking inventory, even jotting down in the note section of your phone, some of the things that you're saying and going from that negative state to just a neutral statement, I honestly feel like that's going to help support you from a mindset perspective to then make the positive changes to get wherever you want to go, life, career, health, relationships, business, friendships, whatever, you know? Yeah, I love that. One thing I really want to talk about with you is diving into um, the fact that you've created such a cool, supportive, amazing space for women to just really go after their dreams. And like, as Keisha says, do the damn thing. And I think so often we're surrounded just by people in general in life that have also had a lot of the same limiting beliefs that we've had. Mm -hmm. And we get these really exciting ideas and they don't fit into the box that everybody around us feels like we should fit into. And we tell them it and we're instantly hit with like, Ooh, should you do that? Like, but what about your 401k? What about this? Like the market, you know, that's like an oversaturated industry where we're borrowing limiting beliefs from other people. Um, Talk a little bit about that. And then also creating a space for women where that doesn't really exist, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, It's interesting because I'm a very curious person and I have a belief that every single person that we meet knows something that we don't. And I want to always want to learn from people. Like I don't ever feel like any of us are learning will ever be done. I don't want to be the smartest person in any room. Like I want to constantly be learning, but I also give weight to advice based off of the person's actual experience, regardless of their relationship to me, because I want to believe that people's intent 
are is always good. I want to believe that people are doing the best that they can be doing. And that's just a better way for me to go through life. I'm going to sometimes be wrong. People aren't always doing the best that they could, could be doing and they don't always have the best intent. But I'd rather think optimistically rather than think negatively about the humankind, right? So when I think about advice or when I'm chasing dreams or when I have an idea of something or a goal that I'm working on, if I'm sharing that advice or if I'm sharing that goal, I guess, with someone and I'm asking for their advice, I have to remember that people can only give advice from their own experience. So if I'm telling, for example, my mom, who I love, she's never done what I'm doing in the world right now, right? She happens to be a huge proponent of like, do whatever chases, you know, whatever lights you up, go for it. You can do anything. Asia's mom is, is like another version of her. <laughs> she literally, she's literally like my twin, just like 20 years older. But let's give an example of my dad instead, actually, because my dad and I are close, but my dad has been a police officer for for his entire life. He recently retired, but his logical step-by-step brain, like his brain is so built differently than me. And the idea of jumping towards an idea or a vision or calling my shot on something that I don't know, step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of is completely outlandish to him. Like he really doesn't fundamentally understand it. His intent is good. He wants to support me. He does believe in me, but his brain works so differently. So when I'm telling him something, I have to understand that he can only give his advice from his own experience. And he's not building a career that I want to have. I wouldn't want to switch places with him career-wise. So that means his you know, his advice can only get so much weight. And I think sometimes we give an unfair amount of weight to people that have known us for a really long time. People that maybe look like your past, not necessarily the direction that you're headed because we have this close relationship with them. But again, remember like, If they haven't done the thing that you want to do, they can't possibly understand the emotions that you're feeling. And anyone that's a couple steps ahead of you that has done the thing that you want to do, that has grown the brand that you want or that has got the health results that you want or whatever it is, they're never going to make fun of you for having the ambition to go get it. They're going to say like, I remember what it was like to be there. How can I help you? And I think we have to just be very cautious of who we're asking advice from. And not from this like lens of people are bad or they're trying to hold us back or they're trying to sabotage us. Like, I think people have good intent, but it's your responsibility to give weight to opinions based off of the actual lived experience. Yeah. It's your responsibility to absorb what they're saying or understand that they they are coming from a good place, but also that's not where I'm going. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like curating that environment too. And like, you know, Katie, you and I talk about this often, but it's also like, you have to have people around you that look like the direction that you're headed, that have the type of health that you want, that have the relationship or the marriage that you want, or that raise your kids similarly, or have businesses or career paths like you, or they believe in abundance like you, because you become a byproduct of their expectations. So when you're not living up to your potential, these are people that are going to be like, Hey, yo, what the hell are you doing? Like, let's get going. Right. Or if you completely derail yourself and you say that you care about your health, they're going to be people that are like, Hey, like, let's get back on track together. How can I support you? you got to find those people. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things that shifted the trajectory of just how I show up in life in this business and my career is moving to Denver. People yeah. never understood why I would move to a city where I didn't know anybody. And I still don't really understand it. If I'm being truly honest, <laughs> I knew it was meant for me. But I was no longer in a position where I was being supported the way that I need. It was almost like my energy wasn't matching my environment. It doesn't mean I don't love the people in Michigan, my family, my friends, like they're so amazing. They hold such a special place in my heart, but it wasn't helping me and supporting me in my big vision. So I knew I needed to shift that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think meeting you has been like, it's been so pivotal for so many reasons in my life, but 
just being at your event last year, um, Keisha hosted this event last year, her first one called Empower Her. It's coming again this year. It's going to be like even bigger this year, which last <laughs> year was so amazing. But I've never been in a room with that many women where there was no competition. There yeah. was no comparison. It was like, it was almost, everybody was like almost like brought to tears with how much fun and support and just energy was in that room. And I think that's so rare. How, how do you think like you created a space like that? Because that really didn't exist. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it was definitely one of those like dreams come true, not because of the actual creation of the event, but because of seeing how people interacted with each other, like speaker after speaker would say like, oh my gosh, I've never seen a community that was so engaged. And I think part of the reason, and for anyone listening into this, that is building a brand is thinking about like, how do you want people to feel and what's the type of community that you want to create? And I knew from an early stage when I launched Empower Her, my podcast back at the end of 2018, I felt like there weren't enough podcasts out there that the positioning was like, we're girlfriends chatting, which is very similar to your style, Katie, of like, we're girlfriends chatting about this. I didn't want to be the expert. I didn't want to be giving advice in hindsight. Like five years ago, back when I was in that stage, I wanted to feel like we were girlfriends chatting. And like, I just got off the bathroom floor from an ugly cry. Let me tell you what I learned um, because I just felt like there was a need for that in this space. And when you like, when you decide and make a conscious choice of like what the environment's going to feel like naturally that repels some people, which is great. Um, and that brings people together where this like, come with me, let's figure out life together, a concept behind empower her, the podcast and empower her live. The event has really built this transparency that women really value just being seen for who they are and celebrating each other. Because we know that this like catty bullshit is just not tolerated and there's just no space for that. And I think it's like the vision that you have for the type of community that you want to create and the beliefs that that community has, you have to call your shot on it first. And you're like, this is where we're headed. And this is what we're all about. Are you in or are you out? Because if you're out, that's totally cool. But if you're in, like, let's freaking go. And I made a very conscious decision early on to build that community. And then honestly, it took a long time to get to the event like to sell out a 500 person event. It took a long time to get there. Yes, it was our first event, but it was like the continuous efforts of all the little things that people don't see to get to the point that you could be there. And um, gosh, it was, I mean, it's just wild. It's crazy. Like It's crazy to look back. And I encourage anyone that's listening into this episode right now to look back at your life and just think about how you are currently living out a prior version of use dreams in some aspect right? Maybe you're finally taking control of your health and you're making progress. Maybe you're not where you want to be yet, but you're already making progress. Like you're lapping the version of you who was too scared to even start. And it's like, when I think back to me that started this podcast, you know, or I started my podcast four years ago and I was like, maybe one day I'll be able to host live events because this would be so cool. And I'm like, I get to do this now, you know? Yeah. Now you're getting ready to host an 800 person event, 34 <laughs> weeks pregnant, which is wild. <laughs> so wild. But the energy, like I'm telling you the energy at the event last year, I've never been in a room like that. And, and when Keisha says like, just like when you started your podcast, you were like, maybe this will happen, but you really yeah. curated this over time, this community and built it and poured into them. And that's why the event was, was so special and I have never in my life taught a class like that. I, I, I that was so cool. Wait, for context, Katie literally got on. So we did a live workout on Saturday morning because I feel like the hype of a live workout. I mean, Katie, you know this, obviously, but 
like is everything. And I was like, Katie, will you cut, like, will you come to Phoenix last year? It was in Phoenix this year. It's in Denver. It's like, will you come to Phoenix and teach like a super high vibe workout? And I was in the back of the room and there was hundreds, there's probably 300 women in that room. I don't even know how many people came to seven or 8 a.m. workout. And she's like, I'm from Detroit. So let me drop it. And like, she p- puts this like booty song on. I was like, Juvenile, oh. back that ass up. I was like, this is about to get lit. <laughs> it was unreal. I've taught so many classes before. Like I almost felt like I could teach it with my eyes closed. And when you're teaching a class, like you show up and you bring the energy, but the energy yeah. of the people in the room is also very important. And, you know, prior I was teaching at Equinox and it would be maybe like 35, 40 people, which is still a big class. I've never taught in front of this many women before, but this many women that were this hype at 7 a.m. was just wild. It was the, it was honestly the most fun event that I've ever taught. And that energy <laughs> stayed throughout the day, the whole weekend. Yeah. It's funny too, because so for those of you listening in that have seen the movie Mean Girls, like Regina's mom. <laughs> I was like crawling on my knees and we, we, there was people that were texting and like DMing me videos of me crawling to my knees with my camera, like videoing Katie, just like, that's my girl. Cause she was crushing it. Oh gosh. That's the type of room that we need to be in though. Right. And like, I'm honored that I get to curate rooms like this of hundreds of women from all across the country and even globe coming together. And it's such a responsibility that like, I take it so seriously because it's important. Like it's hard to be what you can't see. And you need to have women around you that hear your vision. And they're like, yes, girl, I've got you. How can I support you? Like, let's do this together rather than people that tell you to be more realistic or tell you, you can't want an exceptional marriage. You should just be grateful for a good one. Or you can't want to be at this level in your health. You should just be happy that you're not sick. It's like, dude, you can have whatever the hell you want, but you need to be around people that get it. You can't meet someone drinking coffee when you don't even drink coffee. <laughs> That's the drill. I'm like, that watch me. <laughs> um, but let's let's talk about women that are scared to get in these rooms, though, because when yeah. I'm at events like this, and I, I'm sure you get this all the time, as women are like, I don't know anybody. Yeah. You know, I don't know anybody or I don't know what I want to do. I just know that I'm not really happy right now and I'm not feeling fulfilled. So mm-hmm. I know also know there are women listening that are like, yep, yeah, Katie, that was my question. So what yeah. would you say to them? Yeah, I think it's important to recognize the responsibility we have to ourselves to create the space to figure out what that is. Cause often we're going through the motions and then we're hanging out with the same people every single weekend. We're taking the same commute to work. We're listening to the same type of stuff. And then we're wondering why we don't have any new ideas or we don't feel like we can step into our power and like really go for that thing that we want to do. Or if we don't know what it is, actually get the clarity around it. But if we don't create the space, which is why we actually chose to have this be a three-day event, it starts Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, is because like you just need the time away from your significant other, away from your like the people that you're hanging out with all the time. And honestly, it's the women that came in that didn't know anyone that had huge transformations because you know, like we put them in a Facebook group and they get to meet people before, but everyone is so welcoming. And there's so many women that don't know anyone that come. And that's part of the reason that you do it. Is when you're yeah. scared and your gut's telling you to do something, whether it's go to this event, I hope you do. But even if you don't, it's like anything that you're scared to do, that's what makes it so freaking fulfilling on the other side. Because you're like, you know what? I deserve this. I'm going to go for it, even if I don't know why. Because like I've gotten myself into rooms where I'm like, I have no idea. Just like you moved yourself to Denver and you met what I think will be your future husband. But like <laughs> you and we met each other. But it's like, you don't know why you're doing some things, but I think that's your intuition that you're drowning out with all the noise around you. That's like, I want to do this thing. I don't even know why, but I'm just going to freaking do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
understanding that if you want change, something has to change. And when you were talking about, you take the same commute to work, you do the same things. That was me for so many years until I just decided that like, it has to change and it has to start with like one step. Yeah. And not after this year. Yeah. Which we're obsessed with. Let's freaking go. (laughs) I love it. Oh, it's going to be so good. So tell the women that are listening a little bit about this event and what they can expect. If they're like, that's kind of me and I kind of want to go and I'm getting this feeling in my stomach. First of all, if you want to see Katie drop it low and shake that booty, Katie is coming back this year. We can finally say it. Literally, we were like, we were talking about the event and like just visioning like what we wanted it to be like and how we wanted it to feel like. I'm like, if we have to have Katie back because you just like, you're just part of this. So this is going to be great. Um, yeah. So it's in Denver this year. It's September 22nd through the 24th. And what I'm really excited about is we have a lot of speakers with very different backgrounds and stories and people that are entrepreneurs and people that aren't. And people, um, we've got a, like a relationship panel. We've got business panels. We've got all sorts of different things that I think will if you're in a season where you're wanting to gain more clarity, we'll expose you to things, right? Like you need to hear people talk in a different way. You need to hear people that have different backgrounds or experiences share with you their perspective. So you can be like, you know what? I've never thought about something that way. Maybe that could apply to my life. And of course, have some people that are a couple steps ahead of you that can say, girl, I remember when I was back in that situation, here's what I did. Let me tactically help you walk through it. And more than all of the speakers and everything that we're curating, it's the physicality of being in a room because a lot of us are Zoom fatigued. I know I am often that it's like, there's nothing like being physically in person with hundreds of other women, the energy, like you mentioned, it's like, it's next level. You can't like, you can't curate that type of environment unless you're willing to get your booty on a plane and fly to somewhere and just expect that you're going to be completely transformed and you don't even know how that's the whole beauty of it all. So Yeah, I'm really excited. You can check out all the details. You can see some of our speakers. We have some really crazy surprises coming. That Katie, don't say what any of the surprises are. Okay, um, well. <laughs> some crazy surprises coming, but you can check it all out at empowerherlive2023.com. And if you use code Katie, um, K-A-T-Y. Not um, I-E. <laughs> yeah, not, I, not I-E. Actually, no, sorry. It's Katie 50, K-A-T-Y 50. You get $50 off your ticket. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Just like you said, the energy was unmatched and I have so many surprises for the workout this year. I can't wait, but of course there's going to be some dropping it low per usual. Um, yeah. If you are feeling like the butterflies in your stomach, like I should be there. There is, there is no other event like empower her. It's just truly unreal. So Keisha, just in general, I want women to get in your world more, get in your space, your community. So talk a little bit about where they can find you, social media, podcast, all the things. Thank you. Oh, I'm just so excited because I think there are a lot of women that listen into your show that get to vibe so much with you in this very, like, come with me, like you're my girlfriend, like we're going through life together. And we have seen the power of like us, for example, getting to connect and go on walks all the time where we're just talking about life. And I just want more women to have those type of friendships because a lot of women are lacking those types of friendships that are like deep, fulfilling women in their life that are like, girl, like I've got your back. And I just want them to like meet each other in the room. And then whenever they tag me and they're like hanging out still, I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Um, anyways. Okay. Sorry. Side tangent. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Keisha get Mary, really tricky name. K-A-C-I-A should pop up. And then my podcast is called empower her podcast and everything empower her live 2023.com. Oh, you are so right though. Keisha, like having going on a walk with you and having these conversations, you feel like, I feel like I just had a therapy session or you just feel uplifted when we're used to having conversations that are 
you know, negative or complaining. And look, we're all, we're always going to have those times and those conversations where we just need to vent or we just need somebody to hold space for us. But in general, having the conversations that expand you and help you think bigger is just unreal. And if you want more of that, you just got to get Keisha in your life. It's the end of the day. Oh, I love you. Thank I you so you much. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.